What's going on, everybody, and welcome into the third episode of the Dogs of Basketball podcast. It's been a while. Here we are in episode three with some big breaking news on the day and a big Wednesday that kind of got broke the news this morning. We had an idea something was going to happen via Todd Hefferman of the Southern Illinoisan. Hinted at something for SIU. He wouldn't get into any specifics, so we, you know, we had ideas rolling of what it could possibly be for basketball or football. And then we got the word shortly after that, before it was announced about late afternoon. We'll get into that. Hi, I am your host, Nick Malone, joined by Noah Lurch. Noah, what's happening? What's going on, everybody? Glad to be back and have another episode of Dogs Basketball. Alrighty, and like we said, kicking off the breaking news today, <clears throat> we knew we had to provide a podcast today with the big news because we knew... Uh, we would not have our next one until some more news broke. <clears throat> Obviously, we lost a lot of uh, recent transfers. You know, they're committing somewhere else, and we'll get to those along the way as well. But we have uh, the biggest one, and it's a player that we've – the kind of player that we've been coveting this whole time. Ben Coupet Jr. goes by Cash Coupet. Hopefully, it's Coupet. It might be Coupet. It's Coupet. It is Coupet. Okay. Yes. From Little Rock, 6'7", originally from Chicago, averaged a nice 11 points, four rebounds, two assists this past season for Little Rock. He uh, also was getting looked at from DePaul back home in the Chicago area, Mizzou, and Illinois State. So I'm glad he didn't land at for the Redbirds up in Normal. So, no, let's get into this. This is a huge get. We knew, like we said, this was the kind of player we wanted to get. We needed the length, we needed the athleticism to compete with the Tank Hempfields of the conference and stuff like that. So this dude slides, uh, Cash slides right into the starting lineup, we would think. He is a, probably his last year in college basketball, he is an old, an oldie. I remember they said he played at Semion in 2013, so he might be about 24 years He's old. He's 23. 23, okay. So really only brings a lot of experience for this team, Noah, so what you got on him? Uh, he came out of Simeon, the powerhouse of the city of Chicago up there. Uh, he's originally a three-star. He uh, went out to uh, UNLV for his first stop, and he transferred to Little Rock. I believe he was there two years. Um, like we said, he brings – we know going into this offseason, we wanted to add a little bit more scoring and athleticism at the guard spot or the wing spot as we call it, because we know we play multiple guards at the same time. But adding him, like you said, he had an average 10 points, three rebounds, and a, almost two assists. He shot 44% from the field. He shot 37 from three-point line, which is solid. He shot a 71% from the line, so not great, but not too awful from the line. So, like you said, we'll probably slide into the starting lineup. We do not know. I assume as a recruiting, say, hey, you can have a starting spot probably, I would assume, because we know he was on top of our list from the beginning. As soon as he entered the portal, we reached out to him, and he went to the top of the staff's list, and that's who we wanted, and we got him. It was April 22nd that we tweeted about him. He might have been the first one that we – because we messed up a little bit on the threads of putting him in order, forgetting to put him on the thread sometimes, so – uh, April 22nd, that was probably one of the first few since our last podcast that we haven't mentioned yet. 
which we, we put them on our account and stuff and we put them inside the thread. So it's nice to see one come to fruition because for weeks and weeks, we had no idea when one was going to drop. We knew that they're already been practicing over the last month. So we knew we wanted to, you know, find out whoever it was going to be so they can come in because we know all the rest of the guys are in Carbondale working. So adding him whenever he's, whenever he makes the trip to Carbondale <clears throat> to be able to work out and ready for November, uh, this is just, this is just huge. We saw it, and as soon as it broke and we got the inside news, we were, we were really pumped because, like we said, the size just is very appealing for the matchups of the Tank Camp Pills and people like that in the conference. And we'll get to other teams in the conference and what they're doing because it's going to be a, another stacked, solid season for the Missouri Valley. Two or so bid at the end of it. Who knows? About five teams could win it. So we'll get into that again shortly. So... Huge news for cash, big for the program. Uh, so let's get quickly before we get into everything else. Let's look at how the roster is shaping up, Noah. So we add we add cash in here. He's really the only new. We've lost Kobe Long. We lost Eric Butler, but we're bringing in obviously the freshmen and Foster and Troy and Scotty. And we've talked even earlier today that we think Foster might be the only one that gets minutes out of those three. But with the addition of cash, we're not sure because that already gets us at least 10 deep. So we're, we're thinking that the starting lineup this season, what we think it would be or should be, is obviously Lance at the, <clears throat> at the point. If it wasn't going to be cash, potentially it could have been Steven for Plankin or Trent. You know, Trent's been in the lab the last two years, so wouldn't have been surprised. Ben Harvey could have been up for that as well. I just like how Steven ended the season on both ends. He was shooting the lights out that they were going to reward him with the starting spot. But now, since Cash is here, we're thinking it's Lance, Cash, Marcus coming off his injury healthy. Uh, Anthony in his fifth year coming back, and then JD. Would you agree, Noah, that because we, we want Anthony to be able to space the floor with JD, we know JD's strictly inside. Correct. So that's what we think it would be, right? Right. I would have to agree unless I don't – haven't heard anything. I assume JD's coming along pretty well, but since he hasn't played for basketball in so long, if they wanted, you could potentially start Lance at the two or Lance at the point guard. Still, you could slide in Dalton Banks or Steven or Trent. Plus, with Cash, Cash's size, start him at the three, Marcus at the four, then Anthony at the five if they wanted to. But like you said, what you mentioned, that's starting J.D. and Anthony should be what I would think, what I would do, what we would do, what we think should be the starting lineup going into next year. Also because, you know, we have big old Kyler Filowich coming off the bench in another year of experience as well. And we have Saku Devele, so we know we have two bigs off the bench. We're assuming Saku is going to get minutes in one of his final years. He's been loyal this whole entire way. We didn't think he was maybe going to have a spot. I doubt, like we said, I doubt Scotty ends up playing. So he would get minutes over Scotty, we'd imagine. If Scotty gets a year of development, look out, truthfully. So, uh, yeah, imagine how big that lineup would be. You got Lance about 6'1, you got Cash at 6'7, Marcus at 6'6, Anthony 6'9, and JD 6'9. Shouldn't get out rebounded in any game. Shouldn't, but. It's possible. As you know, know. It always happens. You're always some games you're gonna get out rebounded, but it's been a staple in our program for a while. But Cash's athleticism, he can get to the rim. 
we're thinking he'll work on his free throws because he'll be getting to the rim a lot with penetration and uh, he can probably dunk the lights out. So, uh, so we're thinking those five will be the starters, and then you got the Trents, the Daltons, all these guys, and another year of experience. Ben, who we thought uh, because there were high expectations for Ben coming into the season. Uh, and we thought that maybe, you know, he was good. I remember the SEMO game, he was really good. And then he tailed off a little bit. Uh, and then whenever Marcus got hurt, you know, obviously that takes out your best player, your number one scoring option. And Ben had to come in and be really pivotal, especially for offense. And, you know, his first year in the conference, maybe he was a little, you know, hesitant, I guess you could say. But teams were guarding him well. You know, he's, he's a good penetration player, all of that. So we're thinking Ben another year in would be – pivotal for this team. Kyler, obviously, if Kyler can stretch out his game to about 10 feet, get a nice floater action, maybe a, a nice jump shot. Not sure if that'll happen, but we know he's great in the post. And uh, like we mentioned, we think if we were to pick one of the three freshmen to play, it'd be Foster, right, Noah? Yeah, I'd have to agree, but uh, as we know, injuries happen or something might happen, so I'm sure everybody will be ready to play. But uh, like you said about Kyler stretching it out, if he could get to maybe where he could get the ball at the high post, like we call him the Canadian Crutwig, where he could maybe make a move to score, that'd be really really nice to see. But if he can stretch it about 10 or 12 feet, it would be really nice. And uh be interesting to see what Cassius can bring to this offense because I know a lot Marcus or Lance has the ball in their hands, so I don't know how he'll feel about that. But with – Say Marcus or Lance gets in foul trouble or one of them gets hurt, Cassius can bring offense, and he can open up more things for Trent, our shooter, Stevens, our shooter, Anthony on a pick and pop. So it, it this type of player brings a lot more to this offense then, which is we've been saying all along we needed this type of player. For sure, I think. Because there were options, you know, down the floor. It wouldn't always be Lance bringing the ball up. Sometimes would have, Marcus would have the ball in his hands bringing it up or a Trent or Steven or anybody really. So that's why I think, yeah, if we need that option to score or do something, work with the ball, I know Cash will probably bring the ball up. Then O'Brien likes to do that. So uh, really excited about what Cash can bring. He had a really nice uh, tweet with a nice edit. Uh, he had a quote at the beginning of his tweet. He's also verified on Twitter, which we did notice. We noticed that whenever we tagged him in our uh, transfer post back in late April. But, uh, Quote, made myself a promise, I'm a win. Got to really count all the blessings because it's God sent. Back in my home state for this last ride. SIU, let's work. So that just gets us more and more pumped seeing that. Uh, we would love to go back and watch some of his film, too, to fully bring, to know what he brings. We haven't fully watched his film. We might have whenever we were in on him at the beginning, but we got to watch that again, see how he can truly help this team even more than we know we already can. So, if he ever if he listens to this cash, welcome, welcome to Carbondale, welcome to something we're building here, not only in basketball but in every sport, and we're getting this school on the rise. So welcome, and let's bring a title back to Carbondale. All right, Noah, let's uh, get in now to uh, an update on, I guess, other transfers because other other ones obviously we missed out on. Where did some of these other guys go? Okay, since we last talked, I believe I think it was the day after we recorded our last episode, 
We mentioned uh, R.J. Idle Rock. He's a tra- he was a transfer from UMBC. He is headed to Utah State, which I believe Utah State's coach took the Utah job. Uh, maybe the UMBC coach went out to Utah State, I believe. So he's following his coach out there. Then uh, Tyree Anihacho, which I would have loved to have the name. He was freshman of the year in the Summit League, all newcomer team. He is headed to James Madison. Then a guy we were in on last year that went to Oral Roberts, who made the tournament, is headed to Incarnate Word. That was, that one was spread. Probably gonna get some more minutes there, but uh, one of the I think this is the very first guy we reached out to, Miles Douglas, a St. Joe's transfer, is headed to Morgan State. As we said, uh, a guy we'd like to might have added, uh, Io and Akinwale from Nebraska Omaha. It's headed to Drake, obviously. Drake. So, place. Joseph who is headed to Kansas. So, that's a big pickup for Drake. We will talk to about them a little later. Then, Zeke Ally, a D2 transfer, is headed to Portland State. Uh, Terry Roberts, a Juco guy from Florida Southwestern, who was a very good, solid Juco player this year, is headed to Bradley to play for Brian Wardle, who has done an excellent job, as we will go over them in a little bit. Um, Brock Finstoon, a Pacific transfer, is headed to Cleveland State, who made the tournament this year. So there's a more, if you make the tournament, success coming your way. Uh, Valpo transfer, Jacob Ognasevic, is headed to Lips. There's multiple ways. Is headed to Lipscomb. Then to round out, Curtis Jones, a Indian Hills Community College transfer, is headed to Buffalo to play. We did like uh, – we liked his potential because he was leaving there early. He's really young, and we knew that JD gave him some shout-outs on social media, so we thought maybe there could have been an option there, but – then the last couple here, Elijah Elliott, a D2 transfer, is headed to Mount St. Mary's, which that's another tournament team. This one kind of surprised me. Young Harris transfer, Alfonso Willis, who averaged 27 a game last year, is headed to Texas A&M Commerce. Yeah, I've never heard of there. I did see on our feed that they signed somebody else, so I think they might be building something there. Because we knew, you know, Young Harris, Division Two, this dude was already starting low of the low, dominated – we, we thought he could have gone any more bigger because he had options to go to Georgia, Loyola, and Murray State, and he chose to go there, so maybe they're building something. Then uh, Brandon Carroll, a Florida Southern transfer, is headed to William and Mary. Uh, Juco player Yao Bang is headed to UMBC. From Toronto, 6-7. Another Canadian prospect we reached out to. Then just to update on the – we offered yesterday, 22 hours ago, we tweeted about him, Jaden Zachary, a freshman at a Chipola College, which, as we know, since we landed cash today, we are out of spots. So, Yeah, we're just updating everybody on these. We're thinking, yeah, that is, year, that's, that's the full team. So there's... Then today, Eden Holt went, is transferring to Butler Community College. That I is, don't think we uh, updated last. Tyler Perry from... Uh, Coffeeville Community he College. won the national championship, and he played really well there. He, We were in his Final Four, and he chose to go to North Texas, who had previously made the tournament, so we forgot to add that in. We were really hoping we could have added him, but 
we're looking good now. It doesn't really matter who it would have been because we got our guy now. So that's how that was. No, I know. Didn't Foster have another accolade? Yeah, recently. Foster was named from the last time we talked. He was named, uh, or he finished second in the Mister Basketball of Michigan to a Michigan State recruit. But last time we talked, he was named. He was uh, he earned Mister Mister Up Basketball third straight season. Uh, just to mention it again, and we've talked about it before, he averaged 34.8 points and eight rebounds a game this year. And he is the up boys all-time leading scorer, 2,286 points. I've never heard anything like that. Because even, like, to put in perspective, he had 2,200 points. How many did Jackson Connor have at Marion? 22,000-ish. Really? Close to 2,000, I believe. Wow. And he did it. Yeah, he broke, he broke... St- uh, Sterrick's all-time leading record. Right. I don't know what the number was. Cause I forget the like lot. It was over 2,000, I believe. So, And Jackson did it at a very higher level, and we know Jackson is at Johnny Logan College. Uh, so we're, we're really excited for what Foster could bring. If he plays, it would not it, it would not be a bad thing if all these guys sat. We know Troy's a playmaker, Foster's a scorer, and Scotty's a beast. All three different kinds of uh, play styles bring it to us so we're really excited for those three a little link a little link of cash coupets uh we had a connection with him i just scott burgess tweeted this earlier when he committed uh he is lining up or linking back up with his former travel coach javon the mon travel coach of mean streets eybl organization So Maman had the connection, so right away. So that's probably you gotta I'd, have connection. I'd say game. a really good reason we landed him, and I knew up there in that system with Illinois or yeah Illinois Wolves, we have all those connections. So it's very, very shout good. Out to Mike Mullins. Yeah, shout out to Mike Mullins, but Coach Maman probably got this done for us. So I'd say. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they were because if you're especially you're a guy that's getting offered. From bigger schools, you know, even a little bit higher than the mid-major, like like he was, you got to recruit hard. you got to sell the guys on what you're building. And we know the Mullins are really good at that. So, And he chose – he said he wanted to stay in his home state. So we're really, really glad he chose us and not like Illinois State, who is closer to his home in Chicago. Really glad we were able to pry him away from everybody else. No, let's get in real fast before we get around the league. Just looking at our feed here. 6'9", Jason Baker from this past season. Uh, unbelievable talent. <laughs> we uh, He was getting interest in his senior year here from us and schools like Dayton, Xavier, Temple. We just thought we'd mention this. We're not going to get him at this point now. Incredible athlete. And he's getting looked at from uh, schools like that. So if you guys want to head over to our feed and watch a nice little highlight video or go to his uh, Twitter, Jason Baker. Really nice talent. That kid has a ton of upside. Oh, god. That would have been the biggest part of getting him. Is this just his upside. He wouldn't have played right away, but his upside at his size would have been really nice. But Get some more meat on his bones, too, and he will be tough. The easiest thing to say about that. So that's that. No, let's check in around the league, see what all the other Valley schools are doing. And then we'll update because we know, like we said, that it's going to be another tough year. To win. I'm just going to start off with the major – well, I think, well, I think we didn't mention last, 
since last time we talked, let's talk about Loyola Chicago, how everybody but Cam Crutwig is returning. So that just... In the end, let's thank the Holy God. So you have... Uh, Lucas Williamson. Lucas Williamson. You have Keith Clemens. You have... Trying to think who else was there. Tate Hall. Tate Hall. Ayer Ugok. Then they're adding... Uh, he's, 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 he's a junior. He's a junior. He had an extra, extra, extra year or so, but he was still... Then uh, they have two grad transfers coming in and two freshmen coming in. Which one of their freshmen? I sent it to you on... We talked a little bit about it, but Ty Johnson, shout prayers out to him. He was him and this other... This girl at his high school were wounded in a drive-by shooting the other day. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. prayers out to him and his family and the other people involved. So, which I read he was okay. So, that is a good sign to see, which I knew we, we had offered him. We were in on him a little bit. So, prayers out to him. Um, we can go Ginger in. Andrew Valentine's sigh relief there. We can go right into it. Uh, Missouri State, who... We think should be the favorite. I'd say Drake. Yeah, well, it depends. I don't know how this Donovan Clay situation works right. out. Yeah, I believe in case no, nobody knows about it. Donovan Clay's headed to Missouri State. As a rule, reported by Paul Oren, the Valpo writer, it is up to Valpo to, which I think it works mostly in every conference this way. If you want to transfer in conference. It's up to the school you're leaving to okay you to play right away, which I would assume. Valpo, you're like. I no. think I think Valpo don't want to be that person. No. They're just gonna let yeah. him play. Yeah. Then they're also they uh, they signed uh, Jalen Manette, a six one guard IUPUI transfer this year. So the the filthy getting richer, as they say. The rich get richer. They've IUPUIs uh, groomed NBA talent. Really, only George Hill is the only one. So the rich get richer in that one. Um, Let's go no, on Bradley. Let's get into Bradley. We can go into Bradley. Let's just say Brian Wardle and Bradley basketball is back at this point. Brian Wardle can recruit. They added Maxime Okono, a six-seven point guard. So that's another. Brian Wardle has a connection of overseas overseas players. Then they added Mikey Howe, a 6'3", grad transfer from UC San Diego. And they added yesterday Malevi Leon, 6'9", Juco player from Mineral Area, which I watched play this season against John A. They beat the crap out of John A. So uh, they are back, and I'd say they're right there in the conversation between the five through seven spots. So have to watch out for them. Brian Wardle knows what he's doing. He knew We knew he could do this, and uh, – we're expecting a big breakout. I know we have they have ring mask, but Darius Hanna, we're thinking along with because you get Jason Henry healthy and you got Terabyte and Jason oh, Kent's yeah. gonna have an, he's got another belt under him. Then uh, we talked about Io, Ken Wale, a Drake. He is the only guy that, since we've last talked because we they've added. added. Back otherwise, yeah. Then uh. Who else? Northern Iowa has not added anybody else since we last talked. I don't think Valpo. Oh, Valpo has. They've added several Big Ten transfers, which I don't know how. What the correlation is there, the relationships there. I don't know how much of an impact these guys made for the teams they played on. 
believe the one was two of them from Wisconsin, Trevor Anderson, a guard from Wisconsin. Which we are, as Illinois fans, we did not see those guys at all this season. It's obviously I'm, if they're transferring, they didn't play, so they didn't have any impact. Yeah, I'm sure they probably played a little bit, but still, they are at that level, so they're that they're good enough. I guess you could say they'll be okay at this level. Would you say? Oh yeah, for sure. So Trevor Anderson is the first one. But but I will because we have guys like not saying Ben Harvey is these guys because those guys are at the colleges they were at. But coming into a tough conference like the NBC, you get your feet wet in your first year, you could struggle. So we're hoping that happens for those guys. But. Let's see who else here. We had uh, the other one was uh, Joe Hedstrom, a seven footer from Wisconsin as well. And they added uh, who this guy actually played. He started games. We talked about a Michigan State transfer, six eight forward Thomas Kithier. So yeah, had a nice impact, for Michigan State. Over so years. with those two big men, and they already have been crooky, I'd say they're set. So Anthony, JD, Kyler, Scotty, Saku, even Will Keller, be ready. That's all even I have to Will, say. Hopefully, Will's healthy and gets. Yeah, he knows. So that's that. I read today. He wrote a note to basketball. Read it from uh, Paul Warren. He he tweeted it. Zion Morgan is stepping away from the game of basketball. So he said it. He wrote a letter to basketball. You guys want to go check it out? You can. Uh, said he's been known since he's five. He's known as a basketball player, and now he's known as Zion. So that's pretty cool. It's really nice. Oh, letter. Yeah, shout out to him for that. Yeah. Which we saw him play when he played John A. So it was cool to see him play. He is. Stepping away from the game, so he is gone for them. A nice athlete. We've we really all excellent. Like his game Started his career years. at UNLV as well, like Cash, but then he went to a JUCO at Wabash, then he went to Valpo for two years. He gave SIU fifth at times. So then, um, really, only team the other team to talk about is uh, Indiana State. Have we talked officially? Tyreek Key is officially back. I think we mentioned a little bit, but he's yeah, since... Yeah, I think the last time we were on, we mentioned the post that they made about him in the huddle at the middle of the court right. saying unity or whatever. But he so is officially back. I think since then they've had a... I know we talked about the three Lincoln Memorial, Lincoln Memorial players following their coach, and they've had a couple freshmen along guards coming in, but... The only other team to mention is uh, Dan Mueller in Illinois State. Bringing, they said that recently, right? Yeah, they're bringing in two players, which I believe Abdul Indai read today is withdrawn, withdrawn, withdrawn his name, and uh, they've had a five ten guard from Tennessee State transfer Mark Freeman, and Kendall Lewis, a six seven forward from Appalachian State, who I believe, I right when I seen the name, I recognize the name. I believe we're. In on him under Barry, but he would have state said so. He's he's back in our little world. So that is really all we can say around the valley that has happened since we talked. Yeah, just looking at those schools, and we know we thought Indiana State was going to be awful. They get uh, Cooper Nice returning, Tyree Key returning. And bringing in these other guys, we're thinking their coach is pretty good, a pretty good coach. He's bringing in guys. He knows what he's doing. So we can't overlook them at all. I don't even know if we can even name a team that, you know, shouldn't be that big of a threat because obviously anybody can beat anybody. Illinois State. Besides Illinois State, maybe Evansville. I, um, they're they're solid. Back, but 
but they lost what's his name. So, I mean, I don't know. But there is at least five teams that can win this. You conference. can slot Illinois State at the 10 seed next year at the Valley Tournament. You can just write it down right now. You can go back to this podcast. Yeah, I don't we're care. thinking maybe that would be the last year in the Dan Muller. But other era. than that, now that these teams are starting to put things together, it can be like last year. Five through nine is a just a bloodbath. Jumble jumble up one week. You'll have the nine seed at the fifth five spot. The next week they'll be back at the nine spot, and you'll never know. It's just it's just crazy that, like we said, all these teams that were kind of rebuilding that we thought were going to be down in the dumps and it was going to be like only really four or five teams, but they've said, screw a rebuild. Here we are, restacking the tools. So The transfer portal has really gotten things. Oh, yeah. At least there were 2,500 names at one point. There might still be around that. There's some that they lose every day since people are committing, but then there's some that always – which I'm sure there's a deadline soon of when you can leave. So, uh, I don't know. So yeah, the the conference might be as deep as ever. For being honest, and it might be as good as I'd ever. say it's as good it is as it is since '06, '07, and those days. Because you're gonna have Drake and Missouri State. They're two top twenty-five programs, and you know what Loyola is, and you know what Northern Iowa, if healthy, is. Then you have SIUs, the Evansvilles, the Bradleys, what they're done. Now Indiana State, Valpo has something going. Then you have, at the bottom, Illinois State. It's very exciting. We wish basketball season would start tomorrow. But uh, with this hit today for SIU, Capet, Cash Capet, we are really excited. We're thinking that he can take us to the next level. Uh and we knew we were already on the cusp anyway. We liked how our team was. We knew we were getting at least one more guy, and this was the one we wanted. This was at the top of some people on the staff's list this whole time. He's wanted to stay, and maybe he'll have a chip on his shoulder, per se, for being back in the state for his final year or two, probably just one year of basketball. We're hoping that he can do big things here. So there's your update on Saluki basketball. I'm here at the Dogs Basketball Podcast. We'll be sure. Not sure when we'll have another episode because this was breaking news. It was probably the next, the only big news we'll have until workouts, until the season probably gets closer around the fall time. We're thinking we'll probably have another uh, episode till then, but uh, this was the only real big news, so we're not sure when when we will have another podcast out here, so we definitely had to make this one count. Uh, a lot of news around this great conference of ours. So, welcome, Cash. We're ready to get this thing going. Four. It will actually, if you guys want to even talk about, we say this every time, if you guys want to comment on our tweets or DM us to let us know what you guys want us to talk about, we'll be sure to add that on. We haven't had that yet. Not a whole lot of people have listened into these. We're hoping that that, uh, that changes because we're thinking the one we're doing right now is one of our best so far. With a lot of good information, so be sure to check out these pods. Be sure to keep following us at dat, dogs underscore MBB, and we will be sure to um, provide any more updates as we go along. We're really excited for next season. So, for your host, Nick Malone. No alerts. This is the Dogs Basketball Podcast. Until next time, go dogs.